everybody. We're back. I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas. It's the day after Christmas, so maybe some of you are back to work. Some of you still had a holiday like we did. Um, we thought, I keep touching the microphone, sorry. We thought we'd go live and continue our 100 outside the 100. Sorry we're a little bit after 9 o'clock because our children don't know how to pick up their crap. <laughs> yeah, we, we only started asking them at 8 o'clock. Cardboard uh, has exploded. I If I see another piece of cardboard, I'm going to get mad. Other than board games. Board games are cool. Oh, okay. So, um, 100 outside of 100. We are starting at 145 this week. Going hopefully to 135, at least covering 10. Um, I have a cough. I'm getting over something. So, I may talk less than normal. And I'm going to be drinking this. I'm not even sorry. And his coughing is really annoying. Um, Amber, I I did one. It was like murder at the dive bar. I don't know if you have that one or not. But it's FYI, super easy. Just saying. I, well, I was talking to her about that Supernova one. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen them um, catch a killer games at Target. Yeah, they're they're all over. They're pretty hunt a, hunt a killer. Excuse hunt me. a killer. Dive bar is what she's doing right now, apparently. It's easy. Like, it's so easy. You're like, really? This is... That That can't be it. That's it? And it is. So now, Katie's made everyone feel like a moron if they, have, if they don't think it's easy. So, there you go. I would probably be spending six hours on it. No. No. All right, let's start talking about that. Anyways, so we're going to start count, We're gonna start one, 145. Again, we're working up to meet where we are. Kind of not where we are in the podcast, but we're working up to our top 100 games which we've been covering in our podcast so if you haven't listened to those you should because um, those games are 100 better than these games in our opinion in our opinion, <laughs> in our opinion. Yeah. Um, and surprisingly we haven't had a ton of crossover like we have had some of the same games on our list but they have varied for the most part We've had a couple exact crossovers, at least one. Last week we had one exactly. Foreshadowing. There's another one this week on this week's Ooh, podcast. I haven't even looked yet, so that's awesome. I just found out. Uh, so I'm going to start with 145, and I think you already talked about this game, maybe. Uh, but it's a really interesting game that a friend of the podcast, Fred. Hey, Fred, shout out. We love you. Um he brought it to our attention, and that is Legacy, the Testament of Duke de Cresci. Uh, this is just a really interesting, unique game, because you um, are kind of creating this family tree, which we were talking about a game, was it Eric? No, it's not Eric Lang. Oh, who did the other family tree game that was like a big deal for a while? I distinctly remember us walking from Origins with Joel discussing this game. Oh, yeah, it was in the Calliope deal. It was like an Eric Lane game or something. It was, I see, that's right. Yeah, I, I think, I don't know, but it was pretty bad. I, that's what I've heard. I haven't played it. I don't know. Uh, but this game is where you are like building family tree. So you are working actually on making your family members, like they're doing civic works and things that are helping them kind of gain this reputation so that you can marry them off. Um, because you're, you want to keep the family like with good reputation and, and money. Um, 
really kind of interesting card play, like tableau building. And it's a family tree, so you are gonna need room for that tableau. And it does go through several generations, which I think is really cool. Um, we haven't played it for a while. Because our tables aren't big enough. <laughs> right. Oh, I thought maybe we got a new table since... Oh, it might work on that one out there, that's true. Yeah. yeah it doesn't work on this one very well. No. I played four players back here and it was tough. Yikes, yeah. Um, but it is a cool game. I, I just like that idea. It's what kind of interested me in my father's work, which, oh, can we use your gift card on that? Oh, that's the best possibility, if they have it. <laughs> Sorry, I've derailed. Um, the idea of like playing a game through like various generations, I think is really interesting and cool. Um, and this game is like that. It's not like genetics, which there are other games that I like that do deal with genetics and how they kind of move on to different generations. But this is just purely like political movement, um, dowry kind of stuff, but you're in charge of it. So it kind of like thumbs its nose at the patriarchy a little bit because you can do it the opposite way. So my 145 is Legacy Testament of Duke Crushy. If we played this game more, it would probably break my top 100. Because it's good. I like it. Yeah, I think I, I need to, like, refresh myself. Yeah, I don't ever remember it exactly. I mean, I know what it is. And I remember it takes up a lot of room on the table. But it does. I don't ever think, like, man, this is really good. So I need to, to play it again. But it is. All right, so my number 145 is actually an old one. This is 50 years old Ooh. plus. <laughs> and this game is called Bermuda Triangle. It's fantastic. This is a spin and move, roll and move game. Yeah. Where you're trying to move, your, yeah, I think you have three boats. You're trying to move them along these paths to get the different ports to collect different types of goods. And it's a race to get to a certain number of points. So when you pick up a good, it's worth some value of, of money. You don't know, they're face down. You can play them face up, but I like it face down because it's cooler. But after every round, the Bermuda Triangle, big storm cloud, is going to be moving. And it may suck up your ships. You're going to spin the spinner, and it's going to move in a direction in a number of spaces. And it's magnetic, so if it goes over your ship, you hear a click. And you know that your ship got sucked up. <laughs> so now you're out some ships. Uh, you're going to keep going like that until someone loses all their ships, or someone hits the threshold of money. Then whoever has the most money is the winner. It, there's no reason this game should be as good as it is, but I love it. I can play it with our youngest daughter. Uh, it's just dumb fun. It's not really a great game, but it's just dumb fun. And the uh, triangle is great. Who doesn't love moving that triangle around and sucking up a ship? Um, so yeah, Bermuda Triangle, 145. It's not that great. Um, it's not a great game. I just said that. I know, but Jason loves a gimmick. And and I like some old games too. Not a ton, not all I like the some time, old games but... too, but Bermuda Triangle is not really that good. A couple times I've played, I've won handily. Yeah, it's just a roll and move collecting cards and hoping you don't get sucked up by the triangle. That's it. That's the whole entire game. Yeah, if you don't get stuck with the triangle, it's kind of like a letdown, I think. It is. It's like, oh man, <laughs> like are you? You know, everybody else have, could have three ships. You have one, and you're still just like chucking along and yeah. trying to collect stuff. And yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Um, speaking of kind of gimmicky games and roll and move games, my one forty four is is a roll and move, but the pusher luck aspect of this, uh. It really makes this game hit home for me. And actually, I think this is my highest racing game. And that is Homestretch. Um, we have played the crap out of Homestretch. This is from R&R Games, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a horse racing game. What? Yes. Imagine that. But you are 
not only are you betting on horses, but you're also um, like you can own you own stakes in horses. So I also like the fact that you bet before the race starts because I feel like that um, kind of takes off some of the tension, the stress. Uh, like um, race at bet, that's too much because you're it's like happening all the time. And I don't I don't like that. Um, so if I've already done the betting, it's over. I'm just hoping for the payoff and you're rolling and you're moving these horses, you know, you're coming with commentary like, yeah, come on to, and they've all got like crazy names, lucky strike or whatever. And you're cheering on their names and you're like booing other people's horses. Um, and there are these little horses that move around the circle. Um, I mean, you can also choose to not let somebody's horse move too, when you roll, which is pretty gamery. That's true. So there, there are some ways, there are some gamer-y choices that you can do in it. Like, am I going to just move to and roll again um, and hope I like get a different horse that I want to move? Um, there's just a, a lot of different kind of things happening there. I, it just, I, it's just, it's my favorite. It's ugly. It's so ugly, but I, it's just so fun. So my 144 is home stretch. It's going. I don't know where it is on my list. No surprise. <laughs> my number 144 is again, and I swear I've talked about before, but I mean I have before, but on this list. So I was just. Going, I talked about it last. Week. Okay, maybe that's why it felt really familiar. I mean we have talked about it before, but and it is Dark Tales, and this is a game from DV Games. They have an Italian name that I'm not going to try to pronounce. Uh, and this is Thanks, effectively buddy. a card game with cool like fairy tale art and. Gothic fairy tale Gothic art. Gothic fairy tale art. And all you're trying to do is score the most points. Everything gives you points. You look at a card and it gives you points. <laughs> it's like if Feld made a card game, it would be this game. But all you're doing is... You people, though. That's true. That, that's Uwe. All you're doing is drawing a card and playing a card or more cards. That's it. That's the whole entire game. But you're building like a tableau in front of you. You're building a shared tableau for everybody. You may be discarding some cards. You may be using these little tokens to get bonuses. It seems like it shouldn't be a good game. But it feels really familiar because a lot of card games play like that. Yeah. And with the cool art, big cards, like not tarot size, but pretty big cards, and points for everything, I like that. So my number 144, Dark Tales. Yeah, I liked it just a little bit less. I talked about it last week. Um, it's got, there's several different iterations. Um, little Red Riding Hood. They're all good. Little Mermaid. Cinderella. Cinderella. And Snow White. And Snow White. Yeah, they are all really good. Um, my number 143 is a game that's super new to me and it's so high because I just love the mechanic. Um, but it's actually done in the game Red Rising and I like that game better. And I think I may have talked about it on our podcast. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but that game's Marvel Remix. So Marvel Remix is a game where you've got a hand of cards and you are trying to make the best hand that you possibly can. Um, it does the mechanic that I like that I don't know if there's a name for it, like hand management, kind of, but you're like trying to get the cards to synergize with each other to get the most points and cards to play off other cards so that your hand has the most points. It almost feels like gin. Like that's what you're doing in gin. You're putting, you're playing rum effectively, but you're keeping all the cards in your hand. So in this game- Yeah, but gin, there's only one way to do it. There's multiple ways you can get runs. You can get threes of a kind. You can get a whole bunch of stuff. So it's a, a similar kind of idea as you want this card to go with this card, but it all stays in your hand. So Sort of, but I'm really bad at gin. I'm a gin shark. 
Yeah, Jason, the me and those old 80, ladies, eighty-five-year-old women. We will destroy like, some gin. I haven't played for a long time. I probably stink now. I don't know. I'm not good at gin, but I am good at Marvel Remix, and I am good at Red Rising because I am good at like manip- making sure my my cards are feeding off of each other um, to get those maximum points. Now, the thing I will say about Mar- Marvel Remix and why it's probably this far down the list because I really, really enjoy the mechanic and I really like Marvel um, and those two together, and I like card games, but it kind of has an arbitrary ending. Yeah, it is pretty arbitrary. I hate the ending, in fact. Because you have, it's... You, there's ten cards on the table. Once there's ten cards on the table, the game's over. And that could happen... Ten turns. Yeah, then ten turns. You may get three or three turns. And that's not fun. Well, it depends. Like, it depends on what your starting hand is, and if you're able to, like, get the cards to fit in the way you want. Um, but the thing is, it's so it's so quick, even if it's not ten turns... That you can say, okay, I had a bad hand that round. Let's let's play another one, and so that's where I think it it's not um, so detrimental to where it is on my list because of that. But I just love the idea of like, okay, I got this hero. I want to combine, um, you know, Loki. He's his, or he's his villain with. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know any of the cards. I've played this just a couple of times. But cards will go together. So if I want the certain hero with his if weapon you need of Thor, choice. You need like Stormbreaker and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so like, okay, am I actually going to get that card? I don't know. Can I get other members of like of the Avengers to work together in this? Um, it's just really accessible. So it's light and it's a way, I think, to help people kind of understand some of the nuances that you can have in deck building that you can have in um, engine building games, but with a theme that people really like and seem to are attracted to and in a card game that people, um, I think people are less intimidated by sometimes card games. So that's why I really like this. So, um, but again, like that same type of thing happens in your hand in Red Rising with other things going on. And I prefer that game because it's more of a game. You can control the ending in that game a little right. bit more. But this is just, this is quick. It's easy. Um, definitely something fun you could pack in, in your bag and play like while you're waiting for dinner or something. Uh, doesn't take up a lot of table room. My 143 Marvel Remix. Yeah, if you play this, the one time we played, I think we just played the one round, right? No, I, we played a couple. Okay, the, yeah, the first time I played it with Chris and Amy, it was we played a round per person. And I feel like that's what you probably should do. Because then if you have a bad one, chances are you won't have three bad ones or four bad ones. So. Right, right. We actually don't own this, and I wouldn't mind. Fantasy Realms is the same game, just without a Marvel theme. But, yeah, it might more, be more readily available. Oh, uh-huh. My number one forty three is a game that I think the, the theme is hilarious. Uh, and our, our friends Brandon and Josie had this game, and the company sent me a copy just because I think it's hilarious. And uh, it is called Gem Hens, and this is a game about chickens, ch- chickens who are being fed fancy seeds, and they lay like Fabergé eggs. Fabergé eggs. What that boils down to is you you have some dice, you're rolling these dice. Kind of like a t- real-time thing. You're rolling these dice, and you're planning on how you want to use your dice. And you're going to be using those dice to move chickens in different ways, um, move gems around, maybe put new gems out in the field. And then you're going to be moving your chickens. And you're going to move chickens to try to eat different colored gems, which is how you're going to get them on your Faberge egg. 
Um, so I don't know. It's almost like they poop out the gym. I don't know. Don't think about it too much. It's a dumb thing. Uh, but you're trying to complete different sets of colors of gems on your Fabergé eggs to score points. There's like multiple different sections with different colored gems that are needed. There are some that are wild. There are some that you may not need. Uh, it's just a silly, dumb, fun game. And if you've never heard of it, we have a video of it. You can check it out. But it's one of the best themes ever. So my number 143, Gem Hens. I just did not like this game. Uh, I like it. Uh, I, I don't love it. I like it, though. I don't love it. I, it's not in my top 200, that's for sure. I don't. I mean, I played it once because you and Brian and Josie played it. And we're like, oh, this game's so great. And I was like, okay. And You fell victim to the hype machine. You were the contrarian this time. No, because I wanted it to be good. I'm like, okay. And it's got little, like, chicken meatballs. So I was it like, has cool, cool bits. Cool, I'm in. And a farmer, little farmer. There's a farmer? He's like a round marker. Oh, it just, uh, it was okay. It is an interesting theme. That's all I got. <laughs> My 142 is a really great theme. A theme that I talked about in the podcast when I talked about Dinosaur Island, because who doesn't love to make a dinosaur park? But this game is simpler, quicker, um, but still really cute and fun, and that's Draftosaurus. Uh, and honestly, our friend Chris had this game and I was like, we need to own this game because I kept thinking about how much fun it was. So Draftosaurus is almost like a flip and right or a roll and right, but you're drawing dinosaurs instead. Yeah, instead of drawing dinosaurs on your board, you're actually drawing them. A drawing place is what it is, essentially. You're drawing these dinosaurs out of the bag and you're placing them in different pins um, in your park. And there's restrictions on where they can go. Um, you want different types of dinosaurs in different enclosures. Uh, and you're scoring points for all those different ways. We have um, one expansion. The marina. Yeah, with water, some water dinosaurs. There's another one that has like the flying dinosaurs. We don't have, but I would probably like to get it because this game is so fun. Little dinosaurs are so cute. Um, and it's it's just kind of like what you're doing <coughs> in a rolling right, where you're deciding, okay, am I gonna place something here or place something there? And if I place it here now, who knows what I'm gonna get later. Um, I may get something I, I want to put there or not because you're you're everyone's drafting like a handful of so many dinosaurs. You take one and then you're passing on. So it truly is a drafting game, but you are then taking what you're drafting and placing it in a pen, which I think is really fun. Um, it's quick, but again, you get to play full dinosaur meeples. Um, and you get to build dinosaur park. And so there are restrictions that make it gamer enough that there's some strategy involved, but it's still like super accessible and the theme is really fun. So my number 42, Draftosaurus. Yeah, anybody can play this game. It's really good. Mm -hmm. It's super cheap too, it's like 20 bucks and you get a ton of awesome little wooden dinosaurs. Yeah. So my number 142, is I think you talked about it on something before. It's probably like I, earlier I in my list. And it is a pickup and deliver game. And it is Black Fleet. Wait a minute. I know why my numbers were off. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. All right, we'll come back to that in a second. Uh, so yeah, my number 142 is Black Fleet. And... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's funny. And this is a pick-up-and-deliver pirate game. And you are controlling a pirate ship. 
and a merchant ship, and you're trying to move around these different islands to gather... I'm such an idiot. To gather different resources. What did you do? I don't understand. I was looking at these numbers. Uh, 143, and it should have been those numbers. That's why... I thought this was 145, and I crossed off the other one because I'm a dummy. I never talked about this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> so anyway, you're picking up stuff. You're picking up cues from islands, and you're trying to deliver them to other islands to score to earn money. And then you're going to use that money to flip over these like five or six cards in front of you, depending on how long of a game you want to play. And those cards are going to give you special abilities. Once you complete the last one, you win the game. It's like a race, kind of. But there's also... A navy ship, two navy ships, purple and a yellow. And when you move, you're going to play a card, and it's going to move your ships. But it's also, that's true, Mike, it's also <laughs> going to move the, the merchant ships as well. And you may be able to hit somebody's pirate ship or steal some of their goods or all that kind of thing. You're just trying to get as many goods as you can and score as many points as you can. Really cool production, huge board. Um, probably not my my favorite pickup and deliver game, but I do like it. So... 142 Black Fleet. <laughs> Jason always sorting out his numbers after now. I, I do like Black Fleet. Um, <clears throat> straight out the box, great components. We got it for a song. I think now it's like out of print and no one can find it anymore, which stinks because it is like a nice, fun little game um, that is good. It has great components. And, like, yes, it can be take daddy, but it's so short. And, like, if you get knocked out or caught by the the ships, Navy ships or whatever, you just come right back on the board next turn. Um, I love the cubes fit down inside there, inside your actual ship, that your merchant ship that you're moving your pickup and deliver with. I think that's really cool. You can also store one in your pirate ship. I love the pirates. And the art is really cute on this one. It's, like, super cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, my 141 was introduced to us by the infamous, the famous Fan Zero, Mike Corny, uh, just this past year. And we liked it so much. Jason immediately tried to find a copy and we bought it. And that game is Don't Go In There. So this was a fun, like, Halloween themed game. It's one of those games that I love where you, like, use the box also as part of the game. And that's always really fun. But in this game, you're like kids going into like this haunted house or whatever. Um, so there's these really uh, cool dice. I don't know if it's only the special, the Kickstarter edition or whatever. I think the only difference is more cards. Pretty sure. And the wooden planchette. And the different ghosts. Different. I think that's standard. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So the, the dice go in the dark. So you're going into these different rooms. Uh, you're placing your little people in these different rooms to uh like bid for these cards and you're it's set collection so it's set collection and then you're rolling the dice to see like how many ghosts are in there and if you end up with ghosts ghosts are bad whoever has the most ghosts at the end of the game gets like i forget how many negative points uh every ghost two ghosts is worth a negative one or something like that uh, an extra like you however many ghosts you have you divide by two you get that much bad stuff okay um and so you're trying to keep as low of a score as possible correct yeah right yeah uh so you're like trying to get rid of cards get rid of ghosts way like getting ghosts versus getting better cards 
Um, all the different card sets do different things, have different powers, which I think is really cool. It's like a creepy theme, which I love. Um, all the ghosts have different expressions on them, which I think is really cute. Um, the dice glow in the dark, which I think is really cool. Not that you're playing in the dark. Uh, it's just, it's just a fun game. There's, there's dice rolling. There's a cool dice tower. Um, there's little ghosties. There's set collection. Super basic, super easy. Um, but I, I just such a fun game. I was so taken by it. It's just from the first time I played it. So now we own it. So that's my 141. Don't go in there. I think I talked about that already or uh, maybe. somewhere on something. Who knows? But either way, my number 141. <laughs> really my number 141. No, really number 145. It's, this is really my number 141. Oh, okay. And it is a game that we just got not that long ago because our friend Chris gave it to us. And it is called Eternal Palace. Mm -hmm. And this is a game. It's a dice placement game where you're rolling these dice and behind your screen you're like putting them into groups to form different numbers. One through I think like 20 or something? I, I don't know. Oh. Uh, so you can group a die in one, two, three or more dice. And then you're going to reveal your, your um, shield and you're going to place your dice on the board. All you're trying to do with these dice is move up on tracks. It's nothing but tracks. Every single space is a track or collecting resources. So uh, it's, it's a race to the top of the tracks. If you get to the top you get this feature. Our uh, landscape, which you're going to put on your little easel. If you're the first person to get up under the track, you're going to get a feature as well, which is extra points, and you're trying to get as many features and landscapes as you can to earn points. There's also monument tiles. If you go build some stuff from the, with uh, your resources, you can move along the Great Wall, all that kind of thing. It's tracks the Euro game, and I like it. It's a lot of it's, it takes a long time for like 13 points, but it's all good. So my number 141, my real number 141. Eternal Palace. Yeah, I like this one. Uh, maybe some more plays will grow yeah, on me. When I played with Brandon last night, it was, it was better. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, my number 140 is a game that has a really... Um, an off-putting box cover for what the game is. The box cover looks like it's a, some kind of aggressive, like, attacking game where you're fighting monsters. It's not. <laughs> and the game is Abyss. I don't know why. That is just poorly chosen cover art because the game is really pretty inside and it's fun. So people like this box cover. I don't know why. I, I it's just gross. it doesn't it's okay, but it doesn't go with what's inside the game. Like yeah, I would never want to play this game. Especially with the name Abyss and then this like fearsome face on it. I was like, uh I don't think I wanna play that. And then we played it and it's like, oh, this is good. <laughs> So there's kind of some auction involved. Yeah, some auction, some push your luck, set collection. Yeah, and there's yeah. pearls, which are really cool. And you're, you're trying to get like these leaders. They're going to help you. Um, it's just like, it's a really neat game. It's got some really interesting mechanics. It's really pretty. I don't, there's some expansions to this, right? Two. We don't have any of them, though, do we? One of them is really hard to find, and the other one's supposedly not that good. Hmm. The one that's really hard to find that's a good one. Of course. Yeah. Um, and we haven't played this one in a while because I just forget about it. Because, again, the box is also really dark and the name is really terrible. But the game is really fun and just like, okay, do I want to keep going? Do I want to take that card? Do I want to wait? Am I going to hope to get a pearl? Um, there's just a lot of interesting things. Yeah, you're fighting monsters too somehow. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't get the theme at all. But, like, the artwork is cool. The pearls... Are like fun tactical, yeah, like, like tactile pearls. things yeah. to play with. 
of course I'm saying that. Um, but just how you decide how you want to gain points, it is kind of one where I feel like you, um, you can kind of go your own route and it works out really well in this game. So my number 140 is Abyss. Yeah, we do need to play that. It's been a while. It has been a while. My number 140, that would have been 140 even without my, my engineering earlier, is a game, it's a Yahtzee Cthulhu game. And oh. it's called Ancient Terrible Things. And this is one we played with Mike Picorni at uh, Origins. Origins. And I liked it. So I found a copy in trade, I think. And it real literally is Yahtzee with Cthulhu. You're getting different dice, you're rolling those dice, and you're trying to make combos to defeat these monsters before you go yeah. insane. Um, and if you can't defeat a monster, you take a little insanity token, which is like negative points. If all those are gone, I haven't played it for a while, so Mike, you can correct me. Um, but it's if you know how to play Yahtzee, the rest of it will fall in line. There's some also you can spend some gold to buy some cards that will give you extra dice, extra um, items, all that kind of thing to help you on your journey to defeat the monsters. Uh, it's really fun. It actually has pretty good art. I like the art in it for Cthulhu. I don't love the Cthulhu theme, but again, this is Yahtzee with a pasted on theme, but I really like it. So my number one forty zero four D is Ancient <laughs> Terrible Things. There is a new edition coming out that will have everything, the expansions and all that stuff, I believe, be hitting Kickstarter. So if you're interested, go check that out. Oh. Yeah, we um we haven't played this one in a while. I think we should we should break this one out again too. My number one thirty nine is a game once I heard about it, I was like, this game has to happen. And I think I actually hunted the sucker down and found it on some Canadian website or something or someone else Oh, I found it on the Canadian it was website. There. Yeah, someone else found it then I was I, like, yeah. go get it. It was super cheap too, coming from Canada. Yeah. Um because I Canada. love <laughs> Oh my gosh. Stop. We love Canadian Boxing Day. Come on. It is Boxing Day. I know. I'm making fun of it. Let me make fun of it. It's awkward guess. <laughs> Speaking of which. So Awkward Guess is like Clue, but more. And it has this really crazy system to, to like figure out through the cards to pick like the killer and the weapon and the place where it happened. Um, it's got this really cool board where you're trying to like track how the killer went through certain rooms. You're trying to keep track of who says they're with whom and like who is lying. Um, and there's like different levels of complexity because as it gets more, you can make it harder and there's an accomplice. So you're like, well, there are two people lying. Holy crap. I can't um, even do it in the base. I am terrible at this. It is hard. Like it's, it's such a challenge, but I think it's, I think that's what makes it so fun. Like, you're passing around cards, but you don't get all the cards. And you're like, what am I missing? What do you know that I don't know? That card stuff is cool, too, because they have a value. So if yes. I give you a value five, you have to give me five value in cards back, which right. is pretty cool. Right. So it's like trying to make sure like that the amount of information that's exchanged is equal. Um, but you can always exchange people's cards back to them. Uh, so then there's that kind of, well, am I going to actually get good information, new information, or am I going to get the same information I already know it's not going to help me move forward? Um, I, I just, and you, it's kind of like, okay, well, um, I want to know about this place and this person. People are like, okay, well, I got four clue. I got three clue. 
I got a two clue and a three clue, so that makes a five clue. So you're trying to decide, okay, who am I going to take clues from, which can kind of help you decide, okay, I don't have information from them. I do have information for them. Um, or you can take information from everybody, but you have to give them information back. Uh, I just, I really think it's so interesting. It's really fun to play, but it is hard. Uh, I would like to play it more, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't make it to the table very often because not as many people love Clue-style games like I do. Uh, but I really like it. My 139, Awkward Guess. Yeah, there is a newer version called Scandalo, which is about like tabloids. That sounds stupid. Yeah, it's apparently the card system is not as good either. But so there is another one. Get Awkward Guess if you're going to get one because it's, it's better. <coughs> Sorry. My number 139, Katie has already talked about in passing. And that is Red Rising. So this is everything Katie said. Uh, you're trying to get as many points as you can in your hand by taking cards, playing them, picking up new ones to kind of replace what you played. Some cards will go with others. Like if I need John Doe over here, and I need a blue plane, I need to get the blue plane with John Doe. Those aren't the characters. I don't remember what they're called. It doesn't matter. Um, <clears throat> but you want to get those in your hand to score extra points. Uh, there's some cool stuff on the board that you're trying to move up on these tracks. These tracks are cool trying to get cubes in this little area majority section you're trying to collect helium because and there's also a little like uh, metal piece that if you get it you'll activate your special ability and that helps too it's and like the, the leader yeah i don't know something, something about red rising uh it has cool art decent production the deluxe uh components are not that great because those those metal cubes they are, are great they're just not the color colors friendly. are bad the colors are really bad um but the game get the retail it doesn't matter it's a good game it does everything marvel remix does but i feel like you can control it a little bit more it goes on a little bit longer so you can kind of get the cards that you want you can control when the game will end because you can see the end coming and it takes a little bit longer like yeah you can see it a marvel remix but you can't really do much about it you can mm -hmm. specifically delay it in this one if you want to to keep going to get better cards so i didn't like this that much but the more i play it the more i I like it, and I understand what's going on, and I'm still terrible at it, but I do enjoy it. So, number 139, Red Rising. Yeah, I don't think I've even talked about this yet on the podcast. I don't remember. I really like this game. Um, this is from Stonemeyer. It's based on a book series that I haven't read, um, but I heard that it was just okay, so I decided not to dive into it, because I have a lot of things on my to-read list. Um, it's like the Hunger Games. But Jason killed the theme. But the theme... What the, theme? The whole theme is Red Rising, like the book, oh, okay. and all these different groups. I really feel that when I'm taking a card from my hand and putting it down and picking another card up. It's really good. I need your grandma to get on. Why are you like this? this gets out of control. My number 138 is a game we backed on Kickstarter. I think Jason already talked about it. It's basically a route building game, and it has awesome components. And that's Moonshine Empire. I did talk about this. I mean, the theme is awesome, number one. Like, it's about run and shine, and like, Pappy's decided to retire. Someone's got to take over his shine network. So you're going to show him that you can. Yeah. So, now, this game has theme. <laughs> sure. So you got to get your still set up. You can get, even get better still. Um, and then you got to get your vehicle so you can move the shine into the swamp. And of course, the swamp. So, like, some places trucks can go, some places airboats can go, some places actual boats can go, some places. 
some places like your ATVs can go and you're getting everybody in there, moving them around. Um, the thing is, once the vehicles go out, they don't really belong to you. Uh, so anybody else could jump in them and then take off as well. You can even go and steal people's shine from their their camps if you want, but I think that's stupid. It's kind of a waste of your time because it is really kind of hard. Yeah, it takes a long time to get over there. Yes, <laughs> it is really hard to move stuff. Um, I think playing this at larger player counts might make would make it really interesting because you've got then you've got all these networks just laying around. Um, you're avoiding gators. You're avoiding the five zero. Uh, well, sometimes even landing on a tile, there could be angry people on there, too, trying to steal your shine. Yeah. Like, holding you hostage and stuff. It's just, like, it's fun. The theme is fun. Um, you actually, like, have the little gator. You actually can put the little moonshine inside the cars and the people in the vehicles and drive them around. I love that. Obviously, I've played a lot with the vehicles. Um, it's fun. It's, like, it's cool. It's a different kind of game because I... You, you look at route building a different way with this. So my 138 is Moonshine Empire. Yeah, the game's not necessarily great at two, so you want to have more players. Yeah, for sure. It's still it's still fun. So my number 138, we mentioned Feld briefly earlier, but this legit, legitimately is Feld. But it doesn't rain down points on you like I wish it did. But it is Notre Dame 10th anniversary or whatever. I have the 10th anniversary. And this is... I'm going to try to explain it, but it, it's funky. I don't remember this at all. I don't know if you've played this one. That's possible. you don't necessarily love Feld. You have three cards. You're going to draw three cards. And you're going to do a draft with those three cards. So you're not going to get probably most of your cards back in a more than two-player game. And then all those cards are going to represent one of the spaces on a map. And there are spaces like put a cube here to protect yourself from rats. Because like every good Feld game, you have rats. Put a cube here and you get coins for every other cube you have here. Put a cube here and you'll protect yourself from rats. Or you may uh, hurt somebody else than rats. Uh, put a cube over here and you are going to get area control points for Notre Dame. Oh, and you can move your little carriage around and collect these tokens arbitrarily. Who cares for what? For points, that's what. But it's a it's a cool game. That was, I, that was a butcher of the Wow, theme. sounds so great. There's no theme here. I but, can see why you love Feld so much. But, and then after you do all that, then you can buy these helper cards, which are really cool, that are going to let you also then put more cubes out on the board. <laughs> it sounds like a terrible game. and I, it's it not. It's not a terrible game. It's a really fun game. I didn't do it any justice, but it's tan. You get points. You do some drafting, and there's cubes, and it's Feld. And like we've already established, he can poop in a box, and I would like it. So, my number one thirty-eight, Notre Dame. Gee, can't wait to play that one. <laughs> it's good. It's it's good. It's not it's not in the top one hundred, so it's clearly not good. Good. There are no tracks. There's just cubes. Ah, uh, there is a track. There's a plague track of of rats that are going to kill you. You're trying to keep that track low, so it's not how I like to move up on tracks. Every round. Rats are going to come, and there's going to be a plague, and you're going to have to make sure you have doctors and all that stuff. Amazing. It's a good game. Shut up. Uh, my 137 is a good game. And actually, we um, have encouraged many people oh, to yeah. buy this game. Yeah. So I feel like we should be getting cut of profits. Yeah, Simon. <laughs> Simon doesn't care about us. Your billion-dollar Kickstarters. <laughs> That's right. They don't care. Uh, the game is Marvel United. 
And there's like a billion different versions of this. Uh, I'm fond of some of the X-Men versions, but you can, I mean, there's all kinds of Marvel people in this game. It's a cooperative game where you are taking a character from the Marvel Universe and you are all working together to fight a bad guy from the Marvel Universe. Um, there's like, you can punch, so you could hit the bad guys, you can move for, to different locations, and you can help like rescue people or um, kind of resolve some events at the different locations. And so you're able to work together, like you get so many turns, and the, the cool thing is like you're playing cards out of your deck um, that have actions. Each Marvel character has like a special action, uh, a couple special actions that they can do different, which I think is really cool. Um, and actually, they tend to be pretty thematic uh, for the characters, even in just a very simple game. I mean, this game is like, it's super easy. You can teach this to anybody. Yeah, it's it's definition of family weight. Yes. And and the fact that it's cooperative, at first, you may feel like you're quarterbacking and trying to help, help people. But again, it goes pretty quick. So then you can play again and let people then say, okay, now you know how to play. Let's Let's do it. Let's do it on your own. But also, when I play a card, the person who comes after me, if Jason comes after me, he gets the actions from my card plus his card. So you really, truly need to be um, cooperative. At least with the people to your right and to your left. Right, in order to make things work in this game. Uh, we just recently played the the one with the Sentinels, that they have this like special, the Sentinels are like this big, these miniatures, completely unnecessary, but also awesome. Uh, at the same time, uh, this game you can find anywhere. I think my cousin was saying he got it offline on sale for like 12 bucks or something. I mean, there was a while on Amazon it was like $7. Yeah. It's super cheap, super accessible. It's a great like gift for people because they can easily figure it out on their own. Or I'm sure we have a video. Yeah, we don't have a video. Oh my god. Yeah. I don't know how to get it on the table to talk about it. Oh, we do have a... We have the playmat. It's big. I could probably do it. I just haven't done it yet. We should have a video about this one. I bet this would get a lot of traction. I did think about it. I'd probably do the X-Men one. Same thing. Doesn't matter. I'd probably go better than Notre Dame. I haven't <laughs> done a video on Notre Dame either. Thank goodness. Um, or I would know how to explain it a little bit better. <laughs> but it's it's great. You can find it at Walmart. Um, I think at Target. Yeah, I don't know. About, I, yeah, I don't know that for sure. But definitely, Walmart had its own edition. Um, That's one we have with Venom. And Amazon. Like, you can find this. And it's... It's real easy, like, young-ish kids could play it for sure, and they're going to love the Marvel theme. And the artwork is all chibis, so they're so adorable. Like, in the original, like, Red Skull, I'm like, oh, look at Red Skull, he's so cute, I'm not scared of him. Yeah, um, not very intimidating when you're a chibi. No, but it's still so adorable, and I love to play with them. So, my number 137 is Marvel United. Yeah, I talked about that. I was trying to find out. I know I talked about it. You just can't hit Control-F and type Marvel? I know, I didn't want to do that. Is this going to mess up your numbers? <laughs> My number 137 is a game about World War II and some Germans trying to kill Hitler. And it's called Black Orchestra. And this is a cooperative game where you're taking on the role of Germans. There's civilians. There's people who are in the Antwag, Trudvang. I don't know. The Abwehr? Abwehr, yeah. There's different factions of Germans, but some of them are Nazis, some of them are civilians. I hope PDW doesn't actually watch the yeah. channel. And it was designed by our friend Philip DeBerry. PDB! And you're trying to go around to these different locations with your little pawn. 
to fulfill these like missions when your mission is trying to kill Hitler, of course. So I may need to get some poison. I may need to get to this certain location. It may need to be uh, an unfortified location. It may need to be at a certain year of the game. Hitler's um, military strength may need to be at a certain level. So you're trying to get all these things to plan out, try to get where you go, and then you're gonna roll some dice and hoping that the dice work. Uh, it's it's really hard. I mean, with any assassination attempt, there yeah, is a bit yeah, of luck involved. Yeah, it's really hard, and you are at the mercy of the dice a lot. Uh, it's not like... But it makes sense. It's not like you're doing all this work and you're never going to win. You're doing all this work, and, you know, if you're trying to kill Hitler, it's probably not going to succeed. So the game is, you know, accurate. It, yeah. You know, Hitler wasn't just getting poisoned every five minutes. So the game's kind of leaving, you know, makes you feel like that. You can get arrested... If everybody gets arrested, you can lose. If you can't defeat Hitler at a certain point, you lose. Uh, it's And when you get arrested, it is brutal. Because the Zesapo is yeah. not nice, and you obviously. Get, you get these cards that you can't read to anybody, and you got to make these decisions that could somebody else to, send somebody else to jail, but you get out of jail. Or it could speed up the game, but you get out of jail. Or you can sit in there and nothing happens, but then you're down a person. It's The jail is nasty. It's a really fun game. It's a little long, but you're having a good time when you're. I don't want to say good time. You're having it's a, tense, a tense, interesting time. It's a fun game, uh, but yeah, I really like it. So my number one thirty-seven, Black Orchestra. Yeah, it kind of has like the Valkyrie, like that movie with Tom Cruise feel. I don't. I, I'm S similar. Vibe, I think yeah. it might be the same. I, I think there was two. There's two plots. Okay, yeah. So Black this, Orchestra was one, and Valkyrie was another. So this this one is based. Um, a lot of it's based around the life of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, um, and so there's a lot of really like accurate historical information in this game. But it also, I mean, it is a game, and you're, but you feel like so intense, and it's like, okay, okay, so where are you? Do you, okay, you got the plot. You need some files. How do I get the files to you? Can I get the files to you? Okay. Well, um, I'm pretty suspicious right now. The Secret Service is the, the Secret Service. SS. Yeah, the SS. Is I, mean, gonna, I don't know what that means. But. The SS is going to show up probably and throw me in jail if I give you this, but. Uh. Yeah, and Bonhoeffer was a pastor too, right? Yeah. Yeah, so then it's interesting thinking, you know, this guy's trying to plot to kill Hitler. But, you know, that he's a pastor. So, like, the theme is just interesting. Everything about it is interesting. Yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, I love it. Super good. Uh, my 136 is a much lighter game. This is another shout-out to Mike McCorney. He is getting shouted out all over the place. Um, he brought this game. It was really hard to find. We managed to find a copy. I don't know if anyone else can ever get it. It's so good. It's grim. A card game. So this is uh, simultaneous action selection-ish. It's really simultaneous bidding. Yeah, simultaneous action selection bidding, yeah. yeah. So everyone has the same cards. They're numbers 0 through 9, 8? Yeah, something like that. 9. Um, it's fairy tale themed Grimm's Fairy Tales, right? So you are going to bid on these cards that are in this grid. You bid one like row at a time to try and do some set collection. Um, you maybe want to get a bunch of dwarves because so each dwarf will give you so many points. Uh, maybe you want to get gold because gold's points. If you get a dragon, they like to hoard the gold, so those are going to work together. Rubble Stiltskin can turn things into gold. Also really cool. Princes and princesses and a fairy godmother. Um, the theme I think is fun. It has like that old school grim looking artwork. The gameplay is super simple. I choose a card to play. One through eight. 
says Mike. Oh, thank you. One through eight. Thanks, Mike. I put a face down. Everyone else is at the same time. We reveal highest card wins. But then, like, some of the cards play off each other. It's like, in some ways, it's like campy creatures. Just totally different theme. Different look. Yeah. It, yeah, it may not be as involved as that one even. Right. <laughs> so it's super quick, but every time you're like, ah, ah. And so you can go and play several rounds of it in quick succession. It doesn't take up a lot of room. Um, but again, easy gameplay, but decisions are like stinking intense. And I really love that. And like the scoring can vary from like negative something to like 50. I it just. Yeah, if I'm playing, it's negative. <laughs> Jason's not very good at I'm this not game. good at this game at all. I tie every single time. Every time. Yeah, so when you tie for a bid to win a card, um, it moves to the next round. So then the cards start piling up. And you're like, ooh, I really want that. And once you play one of your bidding cards in a round, it's out until the next round. And you have a cat that's out forever once you use that. Because it's like a, like a trump card, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, you add another card to it. Again, simple gameplay, but really difficult choices. Super fun. I really like it. 136 Grim, a card game. And good luck finding it. Ever. I, I, I don't know. I don't even... I tried to find the publisher. I think they were a thing. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Mike can throw a link in if he knows, but I know nothing about this. There was one on Board Game Geek. I Mark found it. it. One. And it's been like non-existent since. So, sorry. <laughs> but it's good. You can come play with us. So moving on from Black Orchestra. So we went from Tan with Notre Dame to Black Orchestra, which is more Tan, kind of. And then Krafwagen, which is blue. So his 136 is Krafwagen. Yes, my 136 is Krafwagen. More German. More German. From France to Germany. Yes, that's true. German. Not that you knew that Notre Dame was in France. I did know that. Thank you very much. It caught on fire recently. Ooh, look at I you. know that. Okay. I know stuff. And there was a draft to see who was going to put the fire out. And there were some cubes and some rats. But anyway, my number 136, Kraft is about building old cars. Like around the... I can't help you. I've never played this. Model. They, they look like... Um, what's the movie that Elvis is in where he's driving race cars? Um... There's a movie that Elvis is driving called. race cars in, and the race cars look like those cars. So if you know what that movie is, you'll get it. Mike did put a link in that for that game in there if you want to go check it out. Buy at your own risk. I'm not doing any of that. Uh, but you're you're building you're you have one of those cars and you're racing around this test track to try to score points. You're also trying to develop your own cars with different engines, bodies, and price points to to sell to these different collectors. And um, the trick with that part is some of them want to buy the cheapest car. Some of them want to buy the best body. Some of them want to buy the best engine. And some of them just want the best deal. So you may think you have the best engine out there. But then someone goes in and puts a better engine with a cheaper price. So you get undercut on the one that you were shooting for. Uh, it's this cool action selection too where you can move as far as you want around the action tile take the action but then it's the Takedo thing whoever's in the back can you know keep going and the action shift it's a really cool game um, every time I play it I immediately forget how to play it and I have to learn it again but there's cars and you're buying them and you're selling them <laughs> um, yeah I'm, I'm not I'm not batting a thousand today with the descriptions but 
It's on YouTube. Go look at it. That's all I like cold so, medicine. So my number one thirty six Kraftwagen. Yeah, Tuslin's really messing with my head. It's messing with um, me. this is the one that you said since I cannot stand Kanban. Um, because to me, it's like, I don't get rewarded for building cars, which I feel like that's what the stupid yeah. game should be about. This one's all about building cars. But you keep saying, oh yeah, Kraftwagen, you should like that, which we have never played. Maybe it's because you never remember how to play. Right. Every time I'm thinking like, oh, Mary, I learned how to play this dang thing again. There's engineers who do things. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's tan and blue. There are rats in a plague track. There are no rats. There probably were rats, but there's no rats in the game. <sighs> okay. One of these days, I will play that. We'll work on it maybe this week. I don't know. I, I've never seen that Elvis movie. I know that there is one. There is one. I, I've seen it because my mom loved Elvis, so I have seen it. I've I've only seen like I'm gonna Google it right there's now. There's one where he's on a steamboat. Elvis movie with Blue race Hawaii. Cars. Um, my grandfather was in his unit in the Speedway. Army. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> mm, I know. That's why I was like Thunder Road. That's not him. <laughs> he's driving a race car and he probably sings. I'm sure. Oh, Nancy Sinatra. There we go. She also sings. Yeah. She, her boots were made for walking and Elvis's car was made for driving. There we go. My number 135 is a game that you can find at Target right now. I think. Yes. I like this one. Um, and this is like a theme that I think is catching on with the Xennials or the... Um, like... The Gen Zers, they are all into plants. Oh, yeah. And they're succulents. Like every, almost every game that came out this year was a plant game. Uh, so this is Planted. Uh, so in <laughs> Planted, they're growing plants. What? I know. There's probably rats. I think there are no rats in the plants. You talked about this one maybe last week. It was on the podcast for me, I thought. Really? Let's control F it. Yeah, F it. <laughs> sure, but... Um... Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up. I'm sorry. What did you say again? <laughs> no, no. You get one time. You're you, right. You, you can play it back if you want to hear it again. I do. It was my actual 157. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there aren't rabbits implanted either. Really, it's you. It's basically you trying not to kill the plants. Um, you're actually just trying to grow them. So thankfully, they don't die plant deaths. You're not a plant killer. Um, but you are trying to get water and sunlight and plant food to grow different kinds of plants and green thumbs, and green thumbs um, for your plants for growing plants and doing a good job uh, you can grow plants to like a certain level and then you get points for said plants you can also get additional cards that are like tools that help you work your plants better or there's like these end of game like set collection bonuses for like maybe um, the most hanging plants or all the different types of plants because there's hanging plants, there's potted plants and there's floor plants. Uh, but they all are different kinds of plants. The pictures are really actually very accurate. It's very pleasant looking. It's um, a drafting game. Mm -hmm. I should talk about how you actually play it. Um, so you're drafting, you're drafting a plant. Sounds like Notre Dame. Or an action. There are no rats. <laughs> It's not in... I don't think these plants are in France. They could be. You don't know where they're from. C'est possible. It's true. I, some of them, I do know where they're from, actually. <laughs> I know where the plants are from. But you could take a pot of plant, I guess. Yeah, I could be playing this There's game. There's some customs that I might could, not let you bring the plant. I could be playing this game in France. Therefore, these are French plants. Boom. 
You don't know what you're saying. This is Jason on cold medicine, people. <laughs> it's like dairy, but only it's better. It's even dumber <laughs> than regular. Um, Planet is a very um, family weight game, absolutely for sure. Uh, you're just drafting cards and taking the resources from the cards or taking the plants and putting the resources on the cards to grow the plants. You do that for, I don't know, three rounds, three rounds and then you count your points. Phil Walker Harding really likes the three round game. Yeah, Phil Walker Harding, I'm a big fan. And this is another like really a good one. Uh, a lot of people are into plants. So the theme works well, it's easily accessible, and it's pretty dang cheap. For the components, it is crazy cheap. It has really nice wooden, some wooden components. The suns are like these clear, cool clear plastic that's very tactile, it's very nice to play with. Mm -hmm. The plants are really cute, I think also. I'm like, I don't even have plants, but I'm like, ooh, look, I want that, you know, ponytail palm. Why? I don't know. Venus flytrap is the one the I The Venus flytrap is cool. cool. There are lots of cool plants in here. Um, it's just a fun, lighthearted, like really easy drafting game. Again, a really nice bridging game for people, a really nice gift game. We have a video we for this one. So yeah, if you're still looking for gift ideas, maybe some late exchanges. Check out Planted, my number 135. Yeah, I think I did talk about this somewhere. Let's control F. While I'm control Fing, my number 135 is another Feld game. Oh, yeah, we just went over this. See, I can't even remember. We just talked about it. I am losing it. It's short. It's, uh, it's going away. Jason's last game of the night. This is number 135. My number 135. <laughs> what is it? Can you spell it? <laughs> it's another failed game, and it is... I used to like this a lot more, but I just haven't played it a ton, and there's other ones I want to play. This is In the Year of the Dragon. We have the 10th Anniversary Edition, just because it was like 10 bucks on Amazon. But you can get the regular one, which is the same, I think, just without some of the bits. And this is a game where you're playing through a year of the dragon. And in that year, which is basically 12 rounds, there are going to be nasty events that show up. Continue. Nine out of the 12 rounds. And what you're trying to do is you are trying to figure out the way that you can minimize the damage that come from these events to score the most points. First two rounds, rounds are just calm so you can kind of look ahead all the events are face up you can see what's going to be happening so you can kind of plan for maybe the first couple in the first two rounds the way you're doing that is there's going to be some actions that you can pick from you're going to put your little dragon down there might be two or three different actions on that space you get to pick one of them so over the course of the game you're doing 12 things and you're trying to make the best of those 12 things to not lose a lot of points and earn a lot of points and then after you do all the the gathering stuff you're going to be recruiting a new character to come live in your buildings which will also help you mitigate some of the events you may get a doctor you may get uh, a warrior that will help you fight give you points um it's brutal it the game is brutal people aren't brutal to each other but the game is brutal and um definitely slaps you around but i do like it so my number 135 in the year of the dragon yeah, I played this once, and it was hard, but it was so good. Like, it was a good game. I would play it again. Um, but, yeah, it is basically, like, 
putting your finger in a hole on the dike. Yeah. And <laughs> you can't you can't do everything. You just gotta no. make the best of what you can do. And sometimes it works out okay. It doesn't affect you that badly. And yeah. so you're like, well, I need to deal with this one thing. Like but. Maybe I don't want to mess with fireworks because who really cares? So I'll focus on the ones because fireworks don't hurt you negatively. They just mm -hmm. don't give you any points. So I just yeah. forget those and start working on the mixed bad ones. Yeah, it's it's pretty okay. good. Okay. So since Jason has derailed, let's recap our list from 145 to 135. Uh, my number 145 was Legacy, Testament of Duke DeCrashy. Number 144 is Homestretch. 143, Marvel Remix. 142, Draftosaurus. 141, Don't Go In There. 140, Abyss. 139, Awkward Guests. 138, Moonshine Empire. 137, Marvel United. 136, Grimm, A Card Game. And 135 planted. Mine were 145, Bermuda Triangle. 144 is Dark Tales. 143 is Jim Hens. 142 is Black Fleet. 141 is Eternal Palace. 140, Ancient Terrible Things. 139, Red Rising. 138, Notre Dame. 137, Black Orchestra. 136, Kraftwagen. 135, In the Year of the Dragon. All right, so we're up to 135. I think on the podcast this week we're covering... 40 to 31. The 30s. So we've done some of the 130s, and now we're on to the 30s. Yes, yes, yep. So lots of good games, lots of talking about games. I hope during your holiday you got time to play some games. Um, and maybe some time for some more. But now... Jason needs to be done. I'm going to go pass out <laughs> with my Tussin. Tussin brain. <laughs> I've been Katie. And I'm Jason. Keep gaming, everybody. Keep gaming. Don't think